I am so excited to have you here with me. I love starting this conversation and I think it's such an important question because it's always the question we talk about with women in our group is how do you define success? That is a wonderful question. And mm-hmm. if you would have asked me that 35 years ago, I would have totally defined it another way. Mm-hmm. But for me, real success is following what God's will is for my life. Before I was very constant, you know, going to college, high school, um, everything was about me, 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 being valedictorian, going off into the business world, doing all of that, making money, um, all of that. But the Lord, when He came into my heart, He changed what the definition of success was. Mm. And all of a sudden I realized I had been following a plan that was the world's plan. And then when God came into my life through Jesus Christ, I just changed everything. Mm. Um, The way I thought, the way I wanted to live for Him, it wasn't about me anymore. It was about loving Him, serving others, Mm-hmm. and just dedicating my life because he did so much for me. So success to me would be following his plan, loving others, loving God. I always say it's a, a vertical and a horizontal relationship. Mm-hmm. And if you get this right with God, mm-hmm. then all these other relationships will will be successful. I know? love that. I think that's so important, and, and especially for where we're living at today mm-hmm. in the world we're living in, because if you're not vertically with the Lord and really digging in and, and really um, spending time with Him, how do you pour out then horizontally mm-hmm. when you actually meet people? How do you know what God's will is, you know, with each person you encounter or even for your 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 life for that day? I mean, Absolutely. people go, oh, I'm going to plan something this far in <laughs> advance. And then you're going like, no, 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 that actually doesn't work. Like, just be present for the day. Absolutely. I love, I just love that. Um Tell me a little bit about, because your story is so good. We have a mutual friend, Mm -hmm. Rebecca Rogers. I love how we met. We met in church. I love when God gives me these incredible women. And it's always funny because I kind of laugh. It's either in the bathroom, like, and I call it the throne room, (laughs) or it's a lot of times at church Mm -hmm. or the entertainment world. But it's kind of like these three places that God gives me these women. And so here you come that day. I meet you at church. And we have a mutual friend, and I hear from you that you've been in the industry before. Mm-hmm. So God's taken you on quite a journey. And I would love if you would just give us a little bit of background about your journey and how God has brought you through from where you started your your career, I guess, in the industry, and then has brought you here today. Very, uh, I think we have this in common. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, I'm going to go to law school, become a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And so that was the track. And that's what I studied yeah. at school and thought that I was going to be a corporate lawyer. I was doing an internship and um, they offered me a job when I got out. So instead of going to law school, I thought, okay, um, I worked for satellite business systems and teleconferencing and communication and mm-hmm. a lot of high level things that I had to, quite frankly, I didn't understand all the engineering of launching mm-hmm. satellites into space, but um, had an opportunity to start a business office with them. And so um, it was exciting. And I started doing that and had this life that was wonderful in Northern Virginia and thought this was great. But always in the back of my mind, since I was a little girl, I always had a desire mm-hmm. to be in acting. And when I was little, I was Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. and just little little things like that. Mm-hmm. But I remember in college, I needed extra credits. Mm-hmm. And so I took one acting class. And the coach afterwards, he took me aside and he said, you've got a future in this. You should wow. do this. So it was always in the back of my mind. So as I'm sitting in these corporate meetings and 
quite frankly, bored out of my mind sometimes with this <laughs> yeah. high-level discussions that I really didn't understand. Um, you know, it was always in my mind. Mm. So um, I would work during the week in this thing, and on the weekends I would do this little thing um, just on the side uh, with commercials and just little things mm -hmm. and, and modeling and things. So anyway, I won this Models of the South contest, yeah. and these were people from New York who came down, and they said— um, would you be willing to move to New York City and work in this? And I thought, well, wait a minute. I can go there, and maybe I can really become an actress and do yeah. this. So I moved to New York City. I, I gave the great job up and the benefits and everything. Wow. I was also, in all um, at the time, going through a very difficult marriage. Mm. And um, through a very difficult season of my life, the Lord was kind of plucking me out of that. Mm -hmm. And so I moved to New York with two suitcases. I wow. gave him the house, the cars, <laughs> everything, wow. and moved there. Uh, and everyone's like, you're crazy. But mm -hmm. I started taking classes at Carnegie Hall in acting, mm -hmm. started um, – getting involved in all of that. And I found out that I loved it. I loved wow. the excitement there. I met Becky there in yeah. New York, and she had a manager she wanted me to meet. And it was an exciting world. Um, started doing a little bit in soaps and commercials and things like that. And it was funny that on a soap opera, actually, mm -hmm. I was working there and sharing a dressing room with a gal, and she kept saying, um, telling me about her life and her relationship with God and, and Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, wait a minute. I just went through a bad marriage, and during that time, I, I have to be really honest, I'd sit in church and things. I said, God, I don't feel you. I don't—what mm -hmm. is this? You know, how can—everything I thought, the American dream, I was married to someone who was very attractive. He was successful. Mm -hmm. We had money. We had this. We had all those things. And I said, there's just got to be more to life. I mean, what yeah. is there? And there was such an emptiness that I had inside of myself. Wow. And I was like, there just has to be more. So working on the soap opera, this gal kept saying, uh, talking to me about a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I'm like, thank you very much. Tried that. That was one thing. <laughs> no, I'm not interested. Well, anyway, she went off the show. And of all places, you know how big Manhattan yeah. is. Who do I run into but this girl? And she kept telling me, you have to go to this group called Models for Christ. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Been there, done that. And so I, I just politely went on, and all she would talk about is Models for Christ. Wow. So anyway, a week later, you know how big Manhattan is. Who do I yeah. run into but the same girl? And she just kept telling me, you have to come to this meeting. Wow. And it was November 16th, 1986. And I, I'd either take the subway or taxis or walk in the city. But I, that night, something said, just go. You know, go. You've tried it your own way. I'd started dating people who were famous in the industry that you see on TV all the time, yeah. famous basketball player, all these things. And I said, these people are so empty. They don't have the piece of anything mm -hmm. in their life, the piece of God or anything. So anyway, I um, got on a bus because it was raining that night, and I couldn't get a cab, and I didn't want to take the subway. So on the bus, there was a bus driver, another person, and a girl going to Models for Christ. Hmm. And she was married to another prominent person that every, was always in the media and everything. And so she said, don't you get it? It's not about religion. It's about a personal relationship with Christ. Wow. And she shared her whole testimony. She was a famous mm -hmm. model. And anyway, so we got to the Joffrey Ballet, and that's where about 250 people met. And I kept going, oh, my goodness, I'm a little nervous here because I thought, is this a cult? What's going to happen? <laughs> Are they going to be weird? <laughs> but anyway, I walked into the room, and a gal from Good Morning America was sharing her testimony. And by that time, I was mm. so weary. And, of course, they put me in the front row. They didn't let me hide in the back. And I was mortified because yeah. I thought I could run out the back. But that night, she just shared about it's not about religion. It's not about works. It's not about all these things you think will bring you a deep satisfaction mm. in your life. It's about a relationship with Christ. Wow. So I just remember um, 
this man up there, he, Jeff Kallenberg, who ran Models for Christ, sang a prayer, and I just said, Lord, I just give up. I mean, I just have done it my own way, and if you're mm-hmm. real out there, mm-hmm. will you come into my heart and change my life and make me what you want me to be? Wow. And I bowed my head, and from then on, it's been like this, you know? It's been a whirlwind. I was going to say, there's yeah. no—I yeah. mean, I always think people get this idea that you give your life to Christ, and it just becomes— boring and dull oh, no, and, and and you're not doing anything and you know you're and I'm going oh my gosh you have no idea what you're in for because you're the journey right. becomes so much more it's greater and it's you know talk about just the places that God can take you that you could never go on never your own in a million years that you could never go I mean I love that the, your story that you just shared because to me every person that he put you with had a message for you mm-hmm. and it was divine appointments that led you to that place because God was getting ready to do something huge in your life. He was going to impact you and then he was going to start using His mm-hmm. using you for his kingdom. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> here you are, you're in New York City, you're in the entertainment world, you're starting to deal with all of these people. Tell us a little bit about some of the, the, the things that were like really you know, highs for you and some mm-hmm. of the things that were really very challenging for you that may even have led you out of mm-hmm. the industry. Well, one of the highs, we'll start with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just start with the good part. Um, you know, becoming involved in this group, they were actors, producers, mm-hmm. models, everyone that was mm-hmm. part of this group. And so one of the things we did, and I don't know why they did this, they put me on the leadership team, of all things. And we'd do these outreaches. So one of my favorites was Rikers Island. Huh. Now, just imagine Rikers Island, <laughs> <Yeah>. prison. <laughs> so anyway, um, what we were able to do is take some of the actors and, and uh, people that are part of the group, and mm-hmm. they allowed us to go in. And they said, no, don't, you know, we don't want you close to the inmates. You know, we're going to do this. But we came up with the idea of going in and doing makeovers on the inmates wow. from death row, <clears throat> people who had had wow. horrible scars. Their life had been – they had – horrible self-esteem. But we thought we are going to go in and love them with the love of Christ. Mm. And so if you could just see this, one of my favorite things um, about it was that when we got there, by the end, there was a swarm after, I mean, it was like, do you know the, the show The Price is Right or whatever, yes, come yeah, down like this, yeah. <laughs> seeing these people who did horrific crimes wow. come running down to get, you know, to get loved on and wow. to be made over and wow. to tell them that Jesus loves them. And that there's a purpose. And those were some of my favorite things. Um, And those outreaches we did about every month. Mm -hmm. And so we that was one of my very, very favorite things about um, being there and being in the industry with other people. Wow. And I love that because immediately I think of like even the Lord sitting you on the front row. He (laughs) wanted you to know that you were seen. Yes. He yes. wanted you to know that he had a great plan for you and he was putting you into a leadership position. Mm-hmm. It makes me cry mm-hmm. because I look at it and I go, look what he was literally doing in your life, setting you up for what you have been doing now for years. And and you're even getting ready to go on some trips today where you're actually going to be doing ministering in other countries as well. So mm-hmm. I just – I love that because I'm like, man, the Lord is going – Hey, get ready because I'm going to actually sharpen you and I'm going to pour into you mm-hmm. so that you can actually pour into others. Absolutely. And so because good. I was so broken, I understand so pain. Good. I yeah. understand hopelessness. Mm-hmm. I understand not wanting to even live. 
And God just poured that into me so when we can be his hands and feet and love other people, it's mm-hmm. the highest calling. Mm-hmm. I mean, little did I know that Rikers Island would lead us to being living in Africa, being in prisons, and we have a prison ministry. You know, so that's just our God, and mm-hmm. it's his ways are higher. And yeah. I always say I love looking for the fingerprints of God every day. Like yeah. each day when you wake up, okay, Lord, what are you going to do today? Yeah, so good. And I want to see your fingerprints everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it might be that one person at the gas station that yep. needs a smile. I yep. mean, as you know, we ended up at our church. A waiter at a restaurant sent us to the church we're at, and it was a divine yeah. appointment yeah. where someone, you know, um, we were able to minister to him, and then and vice versa, he sent us to the church we're in. Yeah. So God just has his people everywhere. It's amazing and to me. It's an exciting life. He's like the <laughs> grand weaver, right? The, he we is. always know, and he's doing this beautiful thing. I always said to somebody the other day, it's like this gorgeous tapestry. And we look below, and we see all the knots and the little places of brokenness in our life. And he's looking down from above, and he's weaving this gorgeous, mm. gorgeous rug or whatever there mm-hmm. that, that he can see. Mm-hmm. But we can only see the knots sometimes, and yeah. we can only see this. But he has a beautiful life for everybody. He's yeah. no respecter of persons. Yeah. Everybody's valuable yeah. in the kingdom. And whatever you do, if you just dedicate your life to him, mm-hmm. every day's can be exciting. I love that. I lo- we're the ones kind of picking out the knots of the yes. of the fabric or the weaving, and he's like, no, 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 just let me, you know. And that's why I love that's these perfect. cups. Yeah. I looked at this today, beautifully flawed, and that's kind of the way we understand, we see ourselves. <laughs> right. It's like, Lord, we see the flaws. We're so hard on ourselves. Yeah. I mean, that was another thing you said, a difficult mm. part in New York City was, I remember I went for a job and I got the job, mm. but I'll never forget, and I think I shared with you and Micah earlier, but... Mm. Um, this person who, you know, you have the advertising execs and everyone there and time is money and they're like yeah. this, this, this. And someone said, well, you didn't look like your headshot. And someone <sighs> said to me, and at that time I was about a size zero. He was like, well, you got the job, but your hips are huge. You know, like he <sighs> just was putting down, and you know how that is on go oh, yeah. sees, on everything. And you're Absolutely. never right. If, you're never it's right. like if you have dark hair, they want light hair. If they want this, they want that. And yeah. so I sat there on the job that day and I did the best I could and, mm. and everything. But I inside I was hurting. Mm. I had such an ache and I felt so small inside, you know. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, as I was leaving the place, I was walking past the window and it was a shop. And the Lord said, I want you to go back and get that dress. And this was mm-hmm. a very slenderizing black dress. And mm-hmm. on it was a a little lapel, and on it, it was like a little crest with a J in it. And he said, I want you to remember, that's your Jesus dress. And when you wear it, I want you to... And, you know, when you go on things, and I said, he goes, I see you as wonderfully, beautifully made the way you are. Mm -hmm. You don't have to look like someone else. You don't have to compare yourself to anyone else. And if you lose a job... That's okay. If you get a job, you know, my fingerprints are there for you, and I will show you. Just follow me. Look for where I'm sending Mm -hmm. you. Isn't it amazing to think, and what hits me so hard in that is I know that I've been on jobs before, too, and I will tell you more so than not. I've been in situations where I've experienced people actually, and I spoke with uh, one of the women in my world yesterday, where they're actually speaking more death over you than they are life. And, you know, I've been, same thing, you know, all of a sudden you're booked for something and then the client comes in and destroys you. Mm -hmm. You know, I went to do a workout thing and I remember, you know, I was so excited about being part of this campaign. And I remember the client walking in and they were like, oh, you don't, you don't look, you don't look like you, yeah, you're right. you're not really small enough, and mm-hmm. I would just th- thought to myself, how much smaller can I be for crying out loud? You know, and and you look at him, and then and then you know, I remember one time sitting in front of a manager, and this is where you really start to realize, and where I'm going with this is that a manager sat in front of me, and they said, you know, your face is crooked, and I was like, 
are you kidding me? Did you just say that to me? Mm-hmm. So everything mm-hmm. that we see from mm-hmm. that point on right. is this this thing that they've pointed out in us. And so it's not speaking life over it, it's no. speaking death. So as Christians, believers Amen. in Christ, we're sitting there struggling, right? It, it hits us just as hard. The enemy wants to, you know, kill and destroy us. Mm. And I can't imagine the culture that we're living in today, oh. the people that don't know Jesus, yes. mm. that, are do, that are working in media or entertainment. And let's face it, today's culture if you're on social media, you're influencing Absolutely. or you're being pinged at something. I don't care who you are. Uh, and so I think it's really interesting to talk a little bit more about that because those are the kind of things that happen to us that can just either they can destroy us mm-hmm. or it can actually lift us up or move us out of a place of the industry. And I know probably for you as for myself, you know, I didn't know whether or not I was going to continue on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember from that point on being very, um, you know, all of a sudden I started to notice the aging. I started to notice like, man, I guess I am crooked. Oh, I started to notice like, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. maybe I should do this with my hair. Maybe I should do that. Or you know what You're I mean? Right. You right. No- you notice everything. So, so I remember that moment going, you know, this is either going to make me or break me, but it really did affect me mentally mm-hmm, for a while, mm-hmm. and I know that I I, I have ta- I still to this day I, I there's times when I don't take certain jobs because mm-hmm. I think well that might come back and affect me in that moment right. and that's I don't want that to do that. You're listening to the Edify Podcast Network. We'll be right back. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. This is the Edify Podcast Network. Welcome back. Talk to me a little bit about what it was like to be in New York and in the industry. And did you face some of those challenges there? And you, you're you not in the industry any longer, but mm-hmm. you kind of are. <laughs> you kind of are. Mm-hmm. But um, God moved you from that into motherhood mm-hmm. and marrying your husband. Mm-hmm. And he took you on a whole new journey. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about how did you end up going through some of the stuff you went through in New York and then leaving the industry and and, and married and, and being a mama. Yeah. So I love that. I always say I love Ecclesiastes because they talk about seasons in life. Yeah. And our life is all lots of different seasons. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just talking to somebody this morning about that, being in the season, enjoying what God has, mm-hmm. has for that season mm-hmm. and not looking back. The message God keeps saying is don't try to go back. Yeah. You know, I'm doing a new thing. Keep going forward. Yeah. And I like just to, to say one more thing about what you were saying about your words. Mm. I think it's so important, especially as women. I have two daughters. 
that confession of yourself, yes. that negative confession, there's power in our words. Yes. The Bible talks about that yes. and the power in the tongue. And we have to be taking what God's word says, the promises of God, yeah. and speaking that over our loved ones, every speaking day. over ourselves, mm-hmm. listening. I wake up every morning mm-hmm. listening to um, praise and podcasts, but renewing my mind every day. At right. night, I fall asleep with that mm-hmm. because if we don't, the world's out there bombarding us. Yeah. And I think as women especially, because we're mothers, we're different things, you know, mm-hmm. we're um, in the industry, we're, we're doing different things, ministry. We've got to be so surrendered to who God has for yeah. us, but so filled with the word, so filled yeah. with the way he says, hey, you're my daughter. I yeah. love you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. I look at you and you're absolutely, I know you don't want me to say it, but gorgeous <laughs> inside you. and out. And I look at your <laughs> eyes and I'm like... I see Jesus. The first time I met you, Aww. when you were looking through this building, I was like, Peter, I see Jesus in the eyes <laughs> to my husband. But Thank it's you. um you see that radiance of Christ. Yeah. And you just can't Thank it you. is so attractive mm-hmm. that I, the world sees that and they're like, Thank What's you. the difference about you, Sherry? Mm-hmm. Like when you see somebody What's the difference about that person? Mm, you know, because there's a lot that. of successful people out there. There's a lot of people, but when you have Christ in you, yeah. that's the hope that we have and that you can yeah. give other people by you know, using mm-hmm. what God tells you to do and, and to speak what he has you to speak. Mm-hmm. But anyway, what Thank happened you. in New York was, um, it was funny, <laughs> of all things, my husband and I did meet at a Bible study in mm-hmm. Manhattan. And uh, he was not a model, but he was in Wall- <laughs> he was on Wall Street in the business world. But he did end up going to one of these meetings wow. that were supposed to be for just people in the industry. Uh-huh. But you would have people who would come and visit. <laughs> I love that though. Yeah, God's like, let me let me yeah. show you how this is going to work you, out. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, it was quite interesting. But anyway, we ended up going to. Um, a Bible study in Manhattan, and it mm-hmm. was for people who were. Um, it was started to reach people who were. Um, it, well, the reason it was started was to reach like the Rockefellers, people mm-hmm. who wouldn't go into church, people who mm-hmm. were of that kind of thing, um, that were influencers in New York yeah. and everything. So they bought an embassy in New York City, and they converted it to a place where they would have Bible studies, and mi- they would have um, a thousand people to a dinner party or different ones to share the love of Jesus with them. Wow. So anyway, Peter and I ended up there. His parents helped host these events in New York. And um, we became friends and everything. And so the more and more that he started talking, and he kind of introduced me into his world, mm-hmm. which was the business world and mm-hmm. and what he was doing. I had never heard of asset securitization, so I learned a lot about <laughs> things I had no clue about. <laughs> but I found it interesting. So anyway, we became friends. And long story short, uh, we fell in love and we married. And he said, I'm not living in New York City and I'm not doing this anymore. So anyway, needless to say, we moved to New Jersey, which I wasn't happy about. I said, you know, the excitement is in New York and everything is in there. So um, we moved there and then we uh, started our family. But we were still really involved in these outreaches at the Mm -hmm. DeMoss House, this place in New York City. And um, it was interesting because God would send all sorts of people there. It was originally designed for a certain subset, but then all of a sudden it became people that were just in New York, like famous tennis players. Uh, one gal that I, she was uh, on a famous, she was an actress that was mm-hmm. quite famous. And I taught the people who would come in the door off the streets for the wow. first time. Wow. And so this was somebody that I grew up watching on TV and she was a beautiful mm-hmm. uh, movie star. Wow. And so she came and it was such a privilege because we could tell them about the love of Jesus, a relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus, and then disciple them. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of a, a new twist on the ministry. I kind of saw God pivoting me more that way less into uh, doing the thing that I thought I was really called to do there. Right, right. And so, I mean, he's still used it, and I've still been able to do different things, but he kind of did that. So we were on a different trajectory, and um, it was so exciting because ministry has been our whole life. Yeah. 
and we had three children, which was wonderful. And, mm-hmm. you know, I we didn't get married till I was 30, so we, I didn't have my first child at 34 and my last at 40, which was an interesting thing, <laughs> being an older mom. Yeah. But it's been a real joy, you know, having yeah. that, too. So it was kind of how we uh, ended up doing ministry. I love that, though. It's such a great story. And I love hearing, because you guys have traveled all over the world mm-hmm. with ministry. So it wasn't, you guys were in New York. You're doing this. You've been brought together by the Lord. And and here you are together. You're doing ministry together. And now God starts to take you internationally. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about some of the international travels and Maybe a highlight for you that from one of the places that you guys, because you didn't go just to stay for a few weeks. I mean, you you literally went international and <laughs> and lived for years. Yes. So share a little bit about that. Well, I love the Lord. He's got such a sense of humor. <laughs> he does. I, I'm so, like, if he told us everything, we would never, we wouldn't follow, you know. <laughs> We'd be like, I'm checking so, out I now. Know. <laughs> well, the beautiful thing is, is that, you know, as the Lord healed my heart because I, um, and became a believer and um, after my first, you know, going through the horrible divorce and everything. Mm-hmm. And God really healed my heart because I was like so in love with Jesus, he became my husband. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, poor Peter, I was like, I'm not getting married again. This is it. I'm with Jesus. But the Lord said, no, I have a plan for you and I want you to marry this mm-hmm. man. And thank God, because he's been wonderful. Mm-hmm. And he kept saying, a three-strand cord isn't easily broken. If you put me yes. in the middle of your marriage, I promise you, mm-hmm. it will be so different. You can trust me in this. I love it. And so I've been able, fortunately, he gave me a good man and I could trust him. But uh, he was working on Wall Street, like I said, and we thought that's what we were going to do staying in America. But Mm -hmm. his mother was a medical missionary in Togo, West Africa. So my husband would talk to her, but he would worry about her because she would literally go out in the bush and she'd throw up a sheet. She'd be by herself and show the Jesus film. She would just, I mean, she was just. She'd throw up a sheet and go, come on, come on, Jesus. And she'd have 300 (laughs) people show up and she would just do amazing things in some of these little villages. She'd be the only person that could do operations. Operations. I mean, she had one child that fell into the fire one time, and I remember she had to uh, take care of all the burns in such a high level, uh, medically speaking, that she had to do. And um, she's an amazing woman. At 89, she's heading back in August again to Togo, even though she doesn't live there anymore. But anyway, um, so we were talking to her. My husband was a little bit worried, and he wanted to get her a special phone because she would go absent for some days at a time. And he's like, where is mom? (laughs) Yeah. She's in the bush again. She's in the bush. we got to get her out. (laughs) But she is a strong woman of God. She's amazing. But um, anyway, she – my husband finally got in touch with her. He said, Mom, what's going on? She goes, well, I was in a prison. And he goes, what does that look like? And she said, basically, it was a prison that had been around 100 years. And and basically, the outside of it was like this big, white, huge block, cement block. And she walked in to minister to the inmates. And she said, literally, they were in rags, sleeping on the floor, had no means, no hope, no anything. And it was like going back in time and seeing just something that was horrifying. Wow. So my husband was talking to her about that, and that night the Lord gave him a dream. And my husband's very analytical, not a dreamy, you know, like, okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm more that way, but um, of prodigal son banquets and going yeah. in to places and, wow. and tell him about the father's love and restoring the relationship. <sighs> so he called his mom the next day and he said, do you think you could go back to that prison and say, could we go in and minister to these inmates? Mm-hmm. 
Well, we were shocked. We didn't know what they would say to us. But basically, they handed us the keys to the prison and said, yes, you can go in. And so we started getting together um, things for the inmates' clothes because many of them are in rags or nothing at all. And you can imagine how humiliating. And mats and things to send over and different supplies for them. We actually um, hired someone, and she went to town and got a cow. And uh, came back with a bunch of ladies and made this big prodigal son banquet. And we had speakers who came to uh, sing praise music and um, and to preach. And uh, one of the fellows that was the main speaker canceled last minute. So my husband was like, you know, you can get sick in Africa, so we'll just let them do it there, and we're not going and everything. Anyway, <laughs> the Lord said, no, you're going. <laughs> and so he was going with a friend of ours. Long story short, they said, you can catch a lot of things. He canceled last minute. And Peter ended up going over with a uh, professional pitcher oh. and um, a major league baseball player, and they did these clinics over there, and these did, did these prodigal son banquets. Well, little do we know that was going to birth our ministry mm. to go into prisons throughout Africa. Wow. And then we, at that time, thought we would just continue to go over. We went to Nigeria and Zambia, Kenya, all over, but we never thought he was going to cause to live there. And so long story short, we have a company on Wall Street, and we both feel like the Lord's saying, I want you to live over there. And we had a three, six, and nine-year-old at the time. (laughs) And we're like, oh, my Lord. And so um, we started talking to people, and they go, well, that's unwise. You're going to lose your business on Mm -hmm. Wall Street. You're going to lose your house. You're going to lose – your kids are young. There's a lot of things you can catch over there. And we started thinking, well, maybe they're right. And then um, after a bit, we prayed about it. And the Lord said, I didn't tell you to go when the kids are older, the house is sold, your business is sold. I told you to go and go now, Mm -hmm. and I will take care of you. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about the money. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. So basically, we packed up and moved to South Africa with the three little kids to start a 5013. We started a 513C to minister to prisons throughout Africa. And we wow. ended up living right across the street from when Mandela was at Paulsmore Prison and going in, ministering, and working throughout Africa. But basically, my highlight was working with the ladies across the street and walking through their stories with them. I was just telling someone earlier, we actually did Alpha, this wow. program in there. We did Purpose Driven Life with them. Mm. Um, it was just story after story of what God would do. And my favorite program there was restorative, restorative justice, mm-hmm. which was healing the wounds of crime mm-hmm. and bringing their families back in and the people that actually, because they'd say, no, no, I didn't do it by storytelling and by having them draw pictures mm-hmm. and by all of that, by the end, they realized, hey, I did commit it and I do need to repent. And they came to Christ wow. and their families would come in and the victims would come in as families wow. and they were able to get healing. It's a beautiful program. Wow. Wow. And so we still have a prison office over there today that um, a Hope Prison Ministries in Paulsmore works out of our office there. Wow. So we just <laughs> love inmates because we understand that we're all broken <laughs> and we love hearing their stories and what wow. God does. What a journey, though. I mean, and and it seems like it's it it's just. I love that the Lord's like, no, I'm going to put you where the people are feeling completely lost. There's no resources. Mm-hmm. There's no hope. Mm-hmm. There's you know nothing. Mm-hmm. There's just nothing, and I'm going to put you there. Mm-hmm. And here He takes you from one place in New York. I mean, I love this journey that you've been on. He takes you from a high end career to high-end entertainment <laughs> to, you know, now you're in ministry and, and you're traveling all over the mm-hmm. world and you're really doing things to glorify the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. right? Like he's like, I have I have sharpened you so that I can mm-hmm. put you in this position to be strong and courageous mm-hmm. as I take you in. Now you're back in the U.S. You go back to New Jersey and now you are in Georgia. 
<laughs> of all places. <laughs> and and this is like, because God just continues mm-hmm. to say, as mm-hmm. long as you walk with your hands open, mm-hmm. I'm going to use you. Mm-hmm. And so you're here now. And you're continuing the journey through ministry. What does it look like for you today? And how would you encourage somebody who's listening to be really mindful knowing that God has a plan for their life? Mm -hmm. And again, back to the seasons, but how would you encourage that woman listening today that God has an ultimate plan for your life? Open your hands and just walk in peace that he's got you. Mm Well, I'm I'm glad you said that because I've been reflecting a lot on that lately. Mm. And as you know, we just found out we're going to be residents of Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> so this was new as of last night. Yes. yes. <laughs> so uh, I always think the Lord has such a, a sense of humor. But I would just say to those uh, precious women is the number one thing is don't compare yourself to anybody else mm. and the walk that they have. So uh, uh, your walk is going to be different than anyone else's. Yep. So keep your eyes on Christ. And, and yeah. don't look this way, that way, and say, well, this looks like a better path. Mm-hmm. Because I find when I've done that, mm-hmm. I've always been wrong, and he's had to gently pull me back and say, this yeah. is the path I have for you. Yeah. So I've learned through a lot of missteps mm-hmm. that his way is better, higher. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I would say, too, it's so important to like think, who are you influencing? The people behind you, not yes. just your children, but the next generation. We have a real responsibility. People pass that torch to us to pass it to the next generation, 100%. to the next. But we have to model that. So I always love that they called that group Models for Christ because mm-hmm. we really are to be Christ models, whatever mm-hmm. we're in, mm-hmm. whatever industry, whatever we're doing. But I would just say, first of all, don't compare yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. I would say, um, I have found in my own life fasting and prayer, like when I don't know what way to go or yeah. what he has, that yeah. in that still small voice that he speaks to me mm-hmm. when I'm quiet. Mm-hmm. And very often I'm always going like this, like <laughs> not, spinning plates even now as we speak. But um, that when I'm quiet, I can hear what his purpose is. Yeah. I would say another thing, the importance of like journaling and saying, okay, Lord, mm. What are you saying? Yeah. Tell me through your word. Yeah. Tell me through other wise counselors. Yeah. Tell me through, um, you know, our quiet time together. What do you have? Mm-hmm. And, and I would just say, just listen. And I, you will never go wrong when you listen and obey. My favorite life verse is obedience is more important than sacrifice. Mm. And sometimes I've made the mistake of like doing this. One time I went to a very dangerous situation in Africa, mm. traipsing through settlements with one other person. And uh, actually, <laughs> at one point we could have been killed. Um, so anyway, um, I just remember God saying to me, that, uh, you know, I didn't call you on that trip, yeah. and you did that out of your own flesh. And so I would just say, really make sure he's wow. calling you, telling you what to do, and listening wow. to him. Wow. So I love that. You and I could sit here literally all day and talk about this. I just want to hear your stories about being in Africa. That's <laughs> what I mean. It's like, yeah, no, a lot of them. <laughs> no, but it's, a, it's just it's such an amazing conversation to have with you because— we do like we God. You have to spend that time with the Lord to know what He's actually calling mm-hmm. you into, um, and, and I just love those that perspective and and what you just shared because, and especially especially from I think women today in our culture and mamas, you know, we're constantly going. Is this really the season of life you have mm-hmm. me in? And I thought you were going to do something else with me, and yet we forget, man. We are. It is so important to pour mm-hmm. into that generation of children, Absolutely. like to pour into them so that we're lifting them up to continue to walk out this journey with Christ. Mm-hmm. And I love that. 
Tell everybody who's listening, is there a way for them to support the ministry that you mm-hmm. and, and Peter still do and um, how they can find that and support you guys through the ministry that, that mm-hmm. you're actually still doing today? Because you're changing lives literally all over the world. And the second part as we wrap up is just give us a, a couple sentences on What's next? Because you got something really cool coming next, yeah, we too. We do. We do. As of this morning, we found out another thing, that an opportunity. Mm-hmm. So it's always interesting. Um, as far as contributing and everything, I would say the biggest thing you can do is prayer. Mm-hmm. And I don't—my whole life is based on prayer yeah. on my knees. Yeah. Yep. I mean, just yesterday, I was on my knees again going, Lord, is this your will? Yeah. So— um, you know, fortunately, financially, it's it's pretty, you know, um, I mean, we can always direct funds to ministries we're involved in That's and great. everything, but God has been really good that way. But prayer is so important. I always say it's the first work it's, before you do anything, it. prayer. And it's the most important, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. So with that, and, um, you know, I... I just I would just say there's such a joy in sewing in to other yeah. people's ministries, whether it's yeah. women in my world or whatever. Yeah. It's there's yeah. such a joy and you can never outgive God, you know. No. And, and um people are like, Well it's my money and truthfully I always tell my kids, you don't own anything. It's <laughs> right. all, it's all going away. <laughs> you're stewarding what God's given you, but you don't own the clothes on your back. That's what I always say to them. I remember when the Lord was like, We when we bought this house, I said, I'm not used to this kind of yeah, house, Lord. And the Lord's like, That's okay because it's all gonna burn. Yeah, exactly. And I thought Oh, what a perspective. Yeah, but it's true. It's true. Yes. There's nothing. Yes, nothing. And it's no. not yours anyway. No. I tell the kids, go mad, make a difference. M-A-D. Yeah. I'd say that to them, and yeah. I'd say, it's and remember, it's not yours. So right. don't get haughty. Don't have an attitude. And humility, I would say, is so important. So. Realizing that God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Mm-hmm. And to have that spirit of humility. That's so good. Yeah. And I just okay. want to say another thing when you said that about mothers especially, because in that season it can be dark and sad. Sometimes mm. thinking, oh, I'm not out there doing this, but the most valuable thing I think is motherhood. I just like pouring into these the future and every Absolutely. little bit and everything you sow in, you're going to see later. Mm-hmm. And then they grow up and you're like, wow, some <laughs> of that fruit's coming out. <laughs> Thought it would never come out. No. And then you see it, you're like, wow, Lord, you're so faithful. But don't give so up faithful, those days yeah. that you feel like, oh. Did the baby ever stop crying, or yeah. did they really get this and stop yeah. hitting your sister? You know? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Do I get to take a shower yeah, today? I know, really? Do I have a conversation that's yeah. like on the level of adult? Exactly. Do I, you know, what does it look like? But the then, shower was very. The big. shower was a big one, and washing my hair. But washing you know. hair, yeah. I used to have a perpetual knot. <laughs> Me too. Like, they always says, "Why do you always cut your hair up?" I'm like, "Because I didn't have time to wash it." <laughs> that's what we do. I think mine became a baseball. Yeah, you know yeah. how like, oh, yeah, it was, that was like smart. I'm always wearing a baseball hat. Um, but you know that. That's that is so that's so so much true that I always tell uh, the girls that I walk alongside of I would say ladies you know your career will never give you a hug mm-hmm. they it will never you know look in your face and say I love you it, that 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 career will will never come and sit with you in the elderly home someday mm-hmm. it you know and so it, I always say there is nothing greater than the joy of being able to have those children mm-hmm. and pour into them and then they come back and pour into you. Absolutely. It's so good. Well, tell us really quick where you're headed to next and then <laughs> hopefully you and I get to do this again soon. I would love that anytime. Well, hopefully um, we're heading to Ireland in May mm-hmm. and then from there we've been asked to go to minister to pastors in Ukraine. Wow. And so we've been helping along the border a little bit, but more more in a practical way, not hands-on, but with uh, finances. So 
We were excited about having this opportunity to go there. But just this morning, I was asked to go to Paris to a youth rally of 2,500 kids to minister to that next generation again. Yeah. So it looks like we may be doing that now in May. So we're just, every day, we just want to hold everything loosely, you know, yeah. and say, it's yours, Lord, if you want to change what we're doing, mm-hmm. you know, just help us just to hear your word. But we're part okay. of a small group that go into these locations to minister to pastors specifically so they can man- minister to their congregants and people who are really suffering. So good. So it's kind of a stealth kind of mission. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I probably shouldn't be saying it. No, but I but, love it. Yeah, so, so it's, it's exciting. And um, yeah, the life with the Lord is never boring, that's for no. sure. Oh, my goodness. Never. And never. You know, I just would say just uh, be a willing vessel and just give it all to Him because it's His yeah, anyway. It is. It is. And when you give it up, He just seems to always be, He. it's such a gift to see what He's going to do with it. Mm-hmm. So thank you well, for being thank here. You. Thank, thank you, you for all you do. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. You're amazing. I love that you shared your life and testimonial, and I know that you've inspired and encouraged women who are listening. Um, and yeah, I just, I hope you come back and do this with me again for another day, and we'll just hang out and okay. talk more about stuff. But Sounds good. I am so excited for all of you to know that um, today, as you listen to this podcast, that I, I am praying that you are inspired, you're encouraged, and you are empowered to just to remember the season you're walking in, to lean on the Lord, um, not with your own understanding, but with the plan of Christ before you. Seek Him in all that you do. And uh, we just, we hope that you're encouraged today. Make sure that you go on, you download the podcast. It's on Edify, Apple, Spotify. Share it with a friend. And um, we just always want to say thank you to Edify for sponsoring this podcast. So thank you for joining the Women in My World today. Keep going out inspiring women and encouraging them all over the world for Christ. Mm-hmm.